This is episode number 532 of the Health and Fitness Podcast by Inner Fight, brought to you in association with Smith Street Paleo. Be sure to head over to smithstreetpaleo.com, take advantage of some of the hundreds of good paleo recipes over there. Remember, sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, gives you loads of energy and makes you feel super good every day. Or hop on to one of the Smith Street Paleo meal plans, that's also an option, smithstreetpaleo.com is where you need to head over to. Thanks to them for their support of the show. We are back this week, folks, with a very interesting topic. I'm joined again by Tom Walker as we're going to talk all about participation. What does that mean? A little bit of background on this. A lot of people are asking me recently, should people be rewarded for participating? What are finishers medals? Are they things that we should be dishing out? How was it 10 or 15 years ago? What was it like when you guys were at school? Were people rewarded just for taking part? Or was it the guys that won the races that were put on the podium? And is that the way that we're doing it now in schools? It's obviously changed a lot. We're a lot more inclusive, which is something fantastic because it means that a lot more people are playing sports and getting involved. And ultimately, that's our goal, to get as many people involved in sport as possible. But where is that differentiation between the ones that are winning to the ones that are just taking part? Tom, huge topic, mate. Big. Initial thoughts before we start diving into this. Yeah, actually read something uh, in a psychology paper magazine. Nerd. 57% of people feel trophies should only be given to winners. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good stat, huh? Yeah, that is. And then they've, they say that basically the, the study wraps up with it's shown that you're more likely to be committed to an activity when you do it out of passion rather than external rewards such as a trophy. Wow. So... I'm kind of thinking that people are giving out trophies as little band-aids yeah. to, to stop people getting upset, you know, about not getting anything. But in the long term, are we actually damaging them? Mate, you're, you're obviously a little bit younger than I am. So you're in school like 10 or 15 years after I was. Yeah. Just replay some of your school memories of like, what did you get rewarded for? Because I think this, is, this gives this whole argument or this whole discussion quite a lot of context from, from both of our sides. Yeah, I think I certainly wasn't in school when there was participation trophies. Right. I can remember, like, clearly remember sports days, and you got a winner's trophy, and then you got a valedictorian. Was that right. the, like, best sportsman of the day? Yeah. Those were the big two you wanted. You either want a winner's ribbon or, yeah. or the trophy for best sportsman of the day. Why wouldn't you just get them both? Yeah, I think I did once. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have it at our school, actually. It used to be called Victor Ludorum. Ah. And I'm not sure, I should, should actually Google that, the Latin name for Ludorum, what it actually means. But, yeah. mate, in, in obviously, so in, in, in your time at school, which you only finished school like just over 10 years ago, yeah. you were not rewarded for participating. No, and I can remember playing rugby in a final once. We were young and we came runners up and we got given runners up trophies and yeah. we all snapped them and threw them in a hedge. <laughs> Mate, no, no appreciation or respect at all for the people that paid a lot of money for, the, for those things. <laughs> yeah, the 99p that they were. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's one thing as well, and maybe we'll dig into that a little bit later on, mate. A lot of the medals that we've seen given out these days literally feel like they're worth 99p. Yeah, they're a bit, they're a bit pants these days, actually. 
But mate, let's take for example something really simple. I, we we want to, and this is why it's it's quite good having you on the show because you come from the Ironman side. I'm going to give a bit of feedback from from a CrossFit side as well. Two sports who reward participation in, in 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 my opinion very different ways. However, let's take something a little bit in the middle of the road. And what we what I'm where I'm going with this is if you had for example a 3K race yep. and you're obviously a, a, a super season athlete, a very good runner, and you win the race, and it takes you, let's say, 10 minutes. You, you've, you've had a great race that day, all-time PR, and you've got, it, you've got it done in 10 minutes. Now, someone who six months ago was 150 kilos on the couch, they've maybe lost 20 kilos, they're still running only eight minutes a K, and they've taken 24 minutes, but their journey has just been absolutely wild over the last six months. What's your thoughts on sort of who's worked harder who's done the best that is like an unreal question who has worked harder um <laughs> you i think it's without being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah and knowing what their pain feels like or their their struggle because normally the person who's winning the race has everything taken care of them they they get to train more they can sleep more they don't have other commitments the person who's taken 20 minutes has normally got a family they've got kids they've got a job to get through and then they've put the work in to get the training done it's almost like they're completely two separate races yeah so therefore how do we reward either of them or do, do we well this is where the the psychology papers coming back to is saying doing it out of passion yeah is the reason you do it not by reward of an external trophy you know or certificate so both people hopefully the the 20 minute 3k is just happy to have got it done yeah. and, and thinks what they've come from to be able to achieve that and the winner should just be happy knowing that he smoked everyone else that day <laughs> i'm sure he, i'm sure you were as you did did your 10 minutes it's, it's a very interesting one as well man i've actually got some some quite interesting real life examples i remember when one of my online client running clients and she's also a member at the gym Arish, she did her first 10k and I go to her training peaks and, and, and check out her heart rate. And literally, mate, from five minutes in, she's at over 180 beats. I think her average was 183 beats a minute for sort of over 50 minutes. Wow. I don't think there's many people that can could have been in, in that threshold or at that point in the red for that long. Like The pain must just be excruciating. Is it wrist heart rate or strap? <laughs> <laughs> it was strap, mate. It was strap. As you know, very strict, yeah, yeah. On, on, strict. On, 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 on what they're wearing. Just because you've got a, a wrist heart rate or you've got an Apple Watch, it doesn't mean it's working, no. by the way, folks. Useless. That's where the joke is there. But, but, mate, I mean, she's in incredible discomfort for such a long time. But that, that you're looking at a number there. So, for, so 180 beats is, is obviously sustainable for, for a reach or was sustainable for a reach, but... For some people, like who are a little bit more trained and have a deeper aerobic base, that number might be 170. Right. So they're just numbers. They're not actually measure of effort. They are measure of your effort, yeah. but not a measure of effort compared to everybody else. Yeah. So while I agree, it's an incredible feat for to hold for her. We actually, you can't then say, well, the winner only had 170 beats average, so therefore he worked not as hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. It's, it's, it's difficult. Like, what are we comparing? And what we're trying to do here is we're almost trying to compare apples with pears, aren't we? Exactly, yeah. You, you said it, like, does the champion of the race, does he have everything laid on for him? 
and it's it's an, a lot of things are easier. The things that stress people out, like how do I get to the race? You know, if you're a pro, you get driven to the race. So that whole stress of where am I going to park my car, yeah. all of these things are taken away. But maybe maybe you earn that right. I don't know. Yeah, it's something with coaches I see is all the top coaches in the world are your Olympic coaches. They're your like uh, top of the you know top of the tree in football coaches, and it's like. Yeah, but they get the best players to work with. Yeah, and so the, the real best coaches in the world, the you know the grassroots coaches, the guys who are out Sunday mornings tipping down with rain. Obviously not here, but yeah, you know around Europe and things. Uh, if you look at like Michael Phelps's coach, he was taking him in from an he got him at eight, right, and then progressed him through all his years up to being the Olympic champion he is today. Now that is a very good coach. He's, yeah. he's taken it from from day one and progressed it through, and not just done it with. Phelps, he's done it with a load of other swimmers. So you can categorically say, what an incredible coach. Yeah. But the guy who sits at the top and waits for the, the cream of the crop to come in. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. It's so it's so difficult, mate. And I, I don't think, and that's that's one of the interesting things about this topic, and I, I think really about this show as well, mate, is that it's very difficult to to, to have an answer either way. Like, in in my opinion, you know, is is Phelps's coach the best coach of all time? Like in a certain, based on a certain criteria, absolutely he is. Because mm. if, you measure, if you measure the coach on how many gold medals they're delivering for the athlete, then Phelps' coach is the best. But like you alluded to earlier there, like maybe those coaches get the best talent. So yeah, exactly. it's, it, it's a very difficult one. Mate, let's sort of jump into each individual sport and let's look at Ironman. Tell us a little bit about how people are motivated to Ironman, how they progress. I see constantly, I see this a lot more obviously in endurance sports because there's a start and a finish and it's a race, but people are collecting Ironman medals and there is a big cult around this, even so deep that we see, I, I don't know what the percentage, there should be a stat out on this, but I reckon around 40% of people that complete an Ironman actually have the Ironman logo tattooed on them. Unbelievable. Talk, talk us through Ironman as a sport, how it rewards people, and some of your thoughts. First thought on Ironman tattoos. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. I just, I think, I get it, though. I yeah. get it. I think it's, it's hard for, for us. We're immersed in the sport. We, you know, we coach it. I do it. The, from a personal standpoint, I, I don't need a medal at the end. Right. I certainly don't need a tattoo. I don't need a bag. <laughs> I don't need a sticker on my bike. I don't need a sticker on I don't care about it. I just care about the timing of the and the numbers that I've produced in the race. Right. For other people, the, the, the bag, the stickers, the medal, the whole build-up is everything. And they can't be wrong because, like you say, Probably 40% isn't far off a bad margin. Yeah. And I uh, had a look, quick look earlier. Stats from 2016 is for a full Ironman, there's 40 races each year. Right. And if you've got an average of between 1,500 to 2,000 participants, that gives you a 72,000 total participant rate each year for Ironman. Mate, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw something out there on the whole. Everyone's so green at the moment. So we're producing 72,000 bits of ribbon and metal that essentially are they're not biodegradable i think iron man really need to have a look at themselves as a brand as a brand <laughs> i agree and now add in the 70.3s oh double the amount of races to an iron man wow and so you're gonna pretty much have yeah 100 well they reckon 144,000 participants wow every year so even if if there was a little bit of crossover we've got 
somewhere just under 200,000 people are participating in under the just under the Ironman brand. Just under Ironman brand. That and doesn't add in all the other other races going. But you don't see people getting like challenge tattoos or local. Like it's interesting, local isn't tattoos. it? It's just Ironman tattoos. And even if people do a half, they might get half a tattoo. Do you get people getting half yeah, a tattoo? Yeah, I've seen halves. Yeah, yeah, Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. It's uh, it's very interesting for folks that don't know what we're talking about. The brand Ironman, which is Ironman, swim, bike, and run. It has become very normal for people to get a their logo tattooed on them as a sign that they have finished the race, which yeah. is, it's quite funny as well, mate. The only other, the well, saying that we do have one person that I know that has shown a weakness tattooed on them. Really? Yeah, a guy, a guy in Australia. Epic. But uh, I saw it quite a bit actually at Marathon de Sable when I was there, and I think it's it's continued from there. But I, where people will get the Marathon de Sable logo tattooed on them, I think CrossFit actually tried to do it, or there was a con campaign with Reebok where you had to get the Reebok. Uh, was it? Is it a vector? I think it's called the Reebok Vector, right. tattooed on you. And, and then they chose people that would get free Reebok stuff for life or something Unreal. like that. Until that until that campaign was shut down by some yeah. customer rights yeah. or something I, like that. I don't think Iron Man actively promote the fact you should get a tattoo. Right. I, I, I hate on them. Just I just think it's the most Iron Man geek thing you can do. But if, if it comes from a, a point of view of being motivated every day yeah. by seeing something and knowing you have that and whatever your journey was to go to go through it to get there to to earn the right to have it tattooed on your leg yeah. or wherever you get it done then absolutely 100% I'm behind yeah, you yeah and I think I think this comes back to a point that another point that I wanted to make about Ari she recently ran the Paris Marathon and a she said Eiffel Tower tattoo <laughs> no she didn't get an Eiffel Tower tattoo that I know of <laughs> but she, she knows that listen, listen folks I'll, I'll be outright I don't think we should be rewarding participation I'm, I'm here to put on a good show for you guys but my my thing is that I don't I don't like it and I remember te uh, Arish sent me a message before it and all before or afterwards and she said I finished the race I think it was after she said I, I, I you know I'm, I'm racing for the medal for my son or something like that because that connection that you've just spoken about there mate she wakes up every morning and it's not just Arish it's just like so many people will wake up every morning and their their focus their reward is the medal that they're going to get at the end now, that's only because they know that they're going to get that medal and the world has got to a point where we give out those medals. But, and this is where I'm, I'm massively about, like, whatever motivates you, yeah. motivates you. And I think, I think it's super awesome. But that whole, and in those dark times of that race, are people thinking. They're thinking about crossing that finish line and just grabbing hold of that medal because it's everything that they've set their sights on. So how do we turn around and say, yeah, there's no more medals? Yeah. What, what would it do to participation levels? Well, actually, interestingly, my my uh, father in in um, the UK runs a, a cycling sportive, and he stopped doing medals for really? it about five six years ago. Yeah, and actually, and, and I really respected why he did it. He did it because he wanted to make the sportive a local event, so right. everything that got put into it needed to be local. Right. And I obviously don't think there's many local medal makers oh, okay, back get in, in Pembrokeshire. So yeah. he did uh, like coasters. That's drink. in that's in the United Kingdom, folks. Yeah. It's a little place. Just it's not very relevant. <laughs> he did uh, drinks coasters, right? Made from like local uh, wood, like by a local carpenter. Nice. Then another year he did <laughs> the one he got the most flack for was um, uh, locally made hand cream. 
Right. It was, no one uses hand cream, so yeah. it was a bad idea. But yeah. And then another one, I think he's done like wooden plaques. Yeah. People, some people loved it. Some people absolutely hated it. Yeah. They're like, no, we just want a medal and a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, I think I think it's just the way that we've been conditioned. I think, and it's it's very. That's why I asked you. Obviously, you left school before before or after I did, mate. Like, I think it's very new this whole really new. Yeah. participation, and we should have a medal. And you know, you even get you even get people. I know on Premier Online where you register for races here. Like one of their selling points will be finishers medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know in. what I mean, mate. Where I want to jump to a little bit. Did you want to say anything else about this tour of Pembrokeshire that no one goes to? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Only 2,000 people. <laughs> That's not bad. 2,000 people with unbiodegradable hand cream running, <laughs> running around. Um, what I was thinking as well, though, mate, is that if you look at if you look at these big races, is that some of the people like it and some don't. Yes. Where does does it make someone? You still get involved in Ironman. I do. You wouldn't know. <laughs> well, the, the fact that you train like unlimited hours a week, you know, uh, do people really have strong feelings about it to not race? Um, my, I will, you'll never see me buy anything from Ironman merchandise. Right. I think the, the entry fees are so high. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But the accolade that you can get through racing Ironman is obviously why I do it. Right. So the... The, you get you get a finishers t-shirt. I, I never keep them. I rip them up and use them as bike rags. Right. You get obviously all the bags and things. I normally give them away. I think in Dubai you got like a, a gile, a, a pad yeah. of gile. Yeah. And uh, I think I gave it to Shine actually. Yeah. Right. Bahrain, you got a coat. I didn't take it. The, I just don't. I don't want to spend my money to get stuff that I don't really need. Yeah. For other people, it's all about that. Yeah. And I think it comes back to. Your, your background of it so where you're coming from like I have boxes at home of just trophies from, from yeah. being young I'm sure you do as well from like yeah. rugby games where yeah. you always got things now any medal I get I actually send it back to my grandparents no way in the UK I send them all back there yeah. and then because the reason I do sport is is to sort of I was always told when I was younger about like my granddad's achievements and and what family members have done through sports. So for me, I do it out of making them proud. I don't care yeah. whether I get something for it or not. So just sending it back to them shows them what I've been up to and, and is a cool story. Like you're saying, for other people, that, that is everything to them. Yeah. Is that piece of, of whatever it is, plastic or, or metal. Like Iron Man do do good medals. I give them that. They're, they're heavy. They'll put you over yeah, your man, weight. They're destroying the, the environment. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, do, I think I'm the same as you. I don't think you should get participation yeah. uh, medals. However, I think... If, if it gets you to the start line and it and it keeps you training afterwards to go for the next one, yeah, I'm all for it. Interesting. Let's cross over a little into CrossFit a little bit. Now, what we saw in 2011 was the the worldwide open. For the first time, anyone in the world could essentially, if we compare it to Ironman, because there's no barrier to entry to an Ironman race. No, nope. you just have to have the $500 a bike you don't even probably have to have goggles right you just have to you know you have to just be able to get on and and do the race yeah it was the same in 2011 before that we used to have what was called sectionals where they'd then recruit people to go to the world championships in ironman's case kona the world championships so we're all heading towards a world championship 2011 they set out and it was called the worldwide open where basically you could just you log on, you pay $20, you do the workout in your gym, you get your score verified, and you're on the worldwide leaderboard 
which for a lot of people was absolutely huge. Yeah. At the end of the five weeks, you've come 300th in the world. Actually, in the first year, I think around only 50,000 people entered the World Wide Open, wow. which is quite a decent number considering it's the first year. No medals, nothing. Then what we saw, mate, and this is where I think it's quite interesting, is the next year participation over doubled. It went over 100,000 people within a year. And I know it's from a small base, and, and, but that's still a lot of people. Yeah. We still, you're paying, okay, it's a small fee, but for what are you, what are you actually getting? You're, you're getting the leaderboard. At least, like you said, when you enter an Ironman race, you're getting a really well-organized race. You're getting a medal at the end. You're getting a gilet. You're getting a bag. And you said it. The Ironman merchandise is actually super nice if you collect merchandise, that is. Yeah, yeah, if you want to wear it. It's yeah. good gear. But participation continued to grow. Last year, 2018 and 2019, and I would actually argue this is because of the way that CrossFit are behaving, which at the moment is super interesting. I don't know if you've seen recently. They've... they've put a, a, a boycott on all social media, so they now don't have any social media accounts. Wow, I didn't know they, that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just over the weekend, mate, they've, they pulled their Instagram accounts, they pulled all their Facebook accounts, they don't have any, anything that's related to Facebook because they don't agree with, in short, they don't agree with the way that people's data is being handled that are members of Facebook, Instagram, and obviously those guys own WhatsApp as well. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, super yeah. interesting, mate. Super interesting. So, And obviously last year when they changed the format of the games and they didn't communicate it properly, I think last year, 2018 or 2019, was the first time we saw a decline in the number of people participating in the World Wide Open. The peak, I think, was in around 2016, 2017, when I think... I might stand corrected on this, but I think around 300,000 people worldwide participated in the Open. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's double the sport of, or almost double the sport of Ironman, yeah. which is huge in itself and, and, and gets all of this going around it. But in this sport, your only participation medal, yeah. if you like, is the leaderboard, the worldwide leaderboard. And this is... To me, this is the participation drug because the way that the Open works, which most of our listeners know, you submit your score on a Monday evening. By Wednesday, everything's verified. You move up, you move down. I see you from last week. You're in Wales. I'm here in Dubai and we're kind of fighting each other. Or, and then I can filter by, you know, I can filter down to the fact that entrepreneurs in Alcoz and yeah. suddenly I'm number one on that leaderboard or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But that's the drug for it, mate. It's which is, is super interesting, right? So we're, and yeah. a lot of people will then set goals against, okay, last year I was in, and, and when they brought in the scale division, it was even better because it's like last year I was, you know, I was the top 100 in my age group. So we've now got age, we've got region, we've got, as I said, we've got profession, you've got all these things. So next year, my goal is to be in the top 50, and that's the motivation. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me of Park Run in the UK. Right. Yeah. Big time. You get nothing for finishing that. But the growth of it is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And I think you might get a T-shirt after you've done your first 100. Like <laughs> you have to do 100, 100 5K races yeah. to get a T-shirt. Yeah. And it's a 5K race. And it's every Saturday. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. And... 
you, I think the most I heard, I used to do Southampton's quite a lot when I was in university there, and you would get 80-odd people showing up in the park on a, on a Saturday morning. You get 80-odd at that particular race, mate, but there's like, in some towns, there's like, or cities, there's about four of these on a, on a single day. Yeah, I think the busiest is Bushy Park in London. Really? Yeah, and it's like hundreds of people. Yeah. Hundreds. Bushy Park, if you look back on some of my social media folks, you can see me there with the deers. It's oh, yeah. where one of the kings. We actually ran through there on your interview, didn't we, mate? Did we go through Bushy Park? Yeah, yeah it's right did. next yeah, door yeah, to yeah, Andrew's house. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, but yeah, I mean, and that, that's something that's got a massive, massively huge growth rate, and it has no reward. No reward. No reward. But you sort of, I think the same with CrossFit is like, what's your 5K time? Yeah. Well, within CrossFit, you've got the, your, your hero workouts, right? Yeah. So, and then people say, oh, what did you get in open workout week one? Or well, they, they name them, don't they? They do yeah. uh, like year. Yeah, 19.1, 19.2, yeah. So it's more like, again, it's a, it's a passion. It's, it's people are doing it out of passion for fitness. Yeah. Not out of getting, going for a, a medal and a, and a trophy. And I think most people always did that. But then... Maybe the organizers felt pressure to give more or feel like they had to give more value for what you were paying. Yeah. So then you started getting medals and T-shirts. I think that's one thing as well. I think when you, when you charge a certain price, there's some sort of, you know, there's, there's maybe some sort of expectation that we, we should be giving. Do, do you not think that might be the case in, in things like Iron Man, mate? Like when, you know... I'm charging $500. Now, that gilet that you speak about, you know, and the bag and stuff like that, that might cost $80. Yeah. But the perceived value is actually super high. I think it's like I've got the I've got the gilet of 2018 or the, of 2019. So it's like a, a cult, like a select few. You're now belonging to, to one of 2,000. Yeah. And so... Then events started seeing other events doing this and then just giving out the same thing. But I, like you say, I'd rather like keep your eighty dollars, only yeah. charge me four twenty, yeah, and 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 keep your coat. Like yeah, I I just think there should be an option. You should be able to opt in and opt out. Yeah, that's, I think that's the final answer of it is like being able to opt in and out of stuff. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think yeah, you should. And I think on some on some of them you can opt not to have it, and and sometimes now you'll get, you know, do you want a t-shirt? And you can pay a little bit more for for the t-shirt as well. And I think that's I think those things are are actually because then you're giving people a choice as well. Yeah. But mate, let's jump a little bit down deeper into the motivation. I want to ask you a question. You're doing Ironman. You're currently trying to make it to the World Championships to race at at the top of the sport. Yeah. You said that you're not interested in the tattoo. You're not that bothered about the merchandise. <laughs> what makes you get up and what makes you go and get it every day? Uh, personally, I just think it's because many, well, five, six, seven years ago, Iron Man was just a complete alien to me. Yeah. And making it to the world championships was so far out of my reach i didn't ever think i could get there yeah and then slowly as the years have gone on and you start ticking other boxes and achieving certain times in other races it becomes a reality and now it's definitely right in the forefront staring me in the face so yeah. it's just getting up every day and 
and the feeling I know I'll have when you say, yeah, you're going to, you're going to the world champs. It's like, yeah, it makes me think, why, why do I want this so badly? And I, I think it's, it's just a pure inner drive that that goal has been set and, yeah. it, and it's going to get done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's super interesting, mate, but it's very different from a lot of the way that other people will think about it. Because mm. if we go back to what we're saying at the start, people are racing for medals. So how do we, if we can advise people, how do we change their motivation from that medal to like really, is it, are people a little bit, is it superficial? Is it superficial that, I, it's hard to make this argument and let's bring Arish back into this whole thing. She's going to bash us when we finish. Yeah. But it's like, is it superficial saying Arish running to get that medal for your son is not the right thing to be doing? Like, uh, I think it is. It, you know, is it the right thing or isn't it the right thing? It's, it's a selfless act. Isn't you're, it? You're it's, doing it for someone else. Yeah. But it's like, are you running to be a better person for your son? Maybe yeah. that's a way of looking at it instead yeah. of giving the medal. Because if they suddenly, if, if um, what's her next marathon, mate? Uh, she's Paris again next Paris year. Paris again. Yeah. If they suddenly say, we're going green, we're not giving out medals, yeah. then that would be interesting to hear what her answer would be. Hopefully it's, oh, who cares, I'm going to run it anyway. Yeah. But if people are then saying, oh, I'm not going to this certain race because they don't give out good merchandise afterwards, yeah. then I think, okay, now you need to look at need to look at why you're doing it. We definitely, definitely want to hear from you on this, folks. What's your views? Comment in the comment section of the podcast. Leave your views over on Instagram or if you're watching the YouTube version, which I highly encourage you to do because you get to see us directly in the face. Awesome. And you get to see Tom's interesting suntan that his yeah, iPhone 22 camera is providing him at the moment. It's actually quite funny. Your camera keeps freezing as well, and that just shows how authentic and live this show is, and we don't edit it that much. But we want to know from you guys, what are your thoughts? Arij is definitely going to be telling us. She's going to be commenting everywhere. I think Kim Smith's. she's definitely one of the listeners. She's one of your clients as well. Yeah. She would definitely have some thoughts on it as well. One thing that I think is going to be difficult is going to be to reverse, to go back. I don't yeah. think we can, I don't think there is any going back. And I think this is one of the things that, I don't think it frightens me, but I think it's quite sad about where we're at in schools now as well, is that we can't, once we start rewarding the kids or once we say, you know, because I think from a school perspective, it's like we don't want any discrimination, which, which is great. But I think identifying the top performers, not only in sport, but also in, 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 in the classroom, yeah. I think it's very important. Because yeah. when, when I saw people beating me in the classroom, uh, I didn't care. Uh, but when I, saw, when I saw people beating me on the sports field, you know, I, I can remember prize giving, be it at speech day or be it on an athletics meet, or even when people were getting given their colors badges in, in assemblies, and I wasn't given one like the drive to to you know to to be the next person to get my colors badge or to be on the podium next speech day or, or whatever it was yeah went absolutely through the roof yeah yeah i think i can remember remember the same there's a saying if you reward me mediocrity yeah you're only ever going to get mediocrity yeah so we are and we are rewarding it yeah you're you're rewarding people for being average yeah so they're always going to be average so i think 
I don't see it regressing. I don't yeah. see it going back to, to not giving out anything, particularly in schools. Yeah. But maybe, certainly I know they have this in the States and I, I don't, they don't have it as much in the UK, but maybe they should look at it as rewarding like scholarships yes. for, for the best athletes. And so then you're working to another level because you can get like your education paid for for it. Yeah. You, can, you can see a career down the line with it. So that's where the, the top, top guys get the difference, certainly in the United States, yeah. for being that little bit better. But in the UK, you know, everyone gets the same and it comes down again to more academics, whether you get into a university or not. Yeah, and, 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 and the same here. Mate, another thing I want to I wanna sort of hit into a little bit in, I think this is a product of endurance sports, all of the guys, let's take a race, let's take, let's take an ultra, the biggest one, let's take MDS. Yeah. The guy who came fourth and the guy who came a thousand and fourth get the same finishers medal. And a lot of these races, unless you're geeky about the sport of Ironman, if it's 70.3, if it's actually a full Ironman, a lot of the time the congratulations comes way before we've asked how long it actually took you. Yeah. What's your thoughts and feelings? You obviously are on the higher end of, or at the top end of the sport for your age group. You placed fifth in, in, in South Africa, but the guy- Eighth. Eighth. Needed fifth. Needed fifth, Got came eight. eighth, useless. You're at the top 10. Oh, that's an awful thing to think about. Yeah. Um, but there's guys that came 60th, 70th, even more further down the field, and you've all got the same finishers medal because you're all classed as finishers. What's your thoughts on that? Should it be, should people, should you, should you get a certain type of medal for being in the top 25%, the top quarter of your age? I don't know, I'm just throwing around different ideas because everyone's the same. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, you know, has that guy worked harder than you or have you worked harder? Where, where do you stand on that? You actually get an email at the end of each season telling you where you lie in percentage of your age group. Right. So you then get categorized as a bronze, silver, and gold member, maybe. They call it a member. I can't remember. Right. This year. So essentially, the more you race, and then where you come in the percentage of that field gives you points. And right. then those points put you in the category of bronze, silver, or gold. Okay. I think... I think I'm in, like, certainly in the top 5% of UK yeah. age group athletes, yeah. which is quite a cool stat to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that does motivate me, motivate me a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, but to, in far, as far as being a gold member, like in South Africa, you got given a gold swim hat and you could go off in a certain swim That's pen. That's nice. Yeah, doesn't mean a great deal to me. I think yeah. you get uh, priority at certain races, but it's all based around you buying more from them it's a business Iron of course Man they quite do it smart. Yeah, yeah they're very smart like that so i actually quite like percentage like being in the top percentage of things because that is a little bit more fair or looking at results yeah but um as far as like it doesn't bother me like that you know 48th place got the same as eighth like if right you, if you're not first you're last there's a yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying. so it should be and and that's kind of where i was trying to go with it it should be you've got first second and third yeah. and then you guys are all down there. Who cares? So yeah. in that case, giving them all the same finishers medal is actually, it's it's actually quite fine, if we go on that theory. Yeah. 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 Give it. Like, you also with Ironman you've got slots for the world champs too, right? So yeah. It's like another level if you've 
if you get a slot or if you're in a position to get a slot. But then even then, some people will argue about roll downs and, yeah. and how far should a roll down go? Yeah. Because there's people in 50th, 60th place who are getting roll downs to Explain world Explain what a roll down is, mate, for those that don't understand, because this is quite important as well. Yeah. So at every race, there are a certain number of slots to world championship races. So Ironman, you can earn a slot to the Ironman World Championships, which is like the holy grail on, on Kona. Kona Island, where the first one was was ever done, ever raced. Yeah. And then for 70.3, that moves around the world every year, different places, and you earn a roll-down slot through age groupers, earn a roll-down slot uh, through all 70.3 races. And you can actually earn an Ironman slot through Asian 70.3 races. Yeah. Which is a bit, again, Weird. do we know about that or not? Yeah. So what you get then is if... Uh, say you say a, there's a big age group, so the la, la, like the largest age groups are normally 36 to 40. Right. Say you have 500 participants in that, you will get a larger amount of slots than like my age group, 25 to 29, that might only have had 150 or 200. They may right. only get five slots. Right. So then you get so. Uh, the winner, second, third, fourth, fifth would get a slot or they'd get the chance to take a slot. Right. But if they don't take it, it rolls down to sixth. If right. sixth doesn't want it, it rolls to seventh. Seven doesn't want it, it rolls to eighth. Right. So you have to have an idea in your mind of where is it, oh, where are you okay with rolling back to? And I, <laughs> I always have a big sort of moral, inner moral to myself of where I feel comfortable with yeah. taking it and we spoke after South Africa when I got yeah. eighth was like mate I don't feel that comfortable if it rolls back to me and yeah. it was sort of we undernard about it and in the end I went and it only got to fifth so I, right. I didn't deserve it and yeah. I, I really would have it would have been very interesting to know if I'd taken it or not yeah. I got one in the UK back in 2016 and I came ninth and a slot got to it and I didn't right. I didn't take I didn't even go to the awards Wow. because it just you're not you're going to a world championship Yeah. but then again it comes back to why yeah. Like you're why I'm going there to try and be the best yeah. that I can be. Yeah. And I want to be top 20. I want to be top 30 in the world. Yeah. If, you, if you've got your slot via a, a 15th place in wherever you are, yeah. then how are you going to achieve anything even better at the world champs? But yeah. for some people who've never done an Ironman before and they, they go and they get that roll down and, and they're just like, it's unbelievable being able to participate in a world championship event, which is amazing. You, yeah, absolutely. The atmosphere is unbelievable. Then take it yeah. definitely yeah. yeah it's 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 super interesting mate because again how motivated is that even if that person has and we, we've seen it before we've seen it within our community that someone's ended up like maybe over 20th in their in their race and they've been given a world cup slot but that world or world championship slot has just motivated them incredibly for the coming years and, and, and perhaps for their whole life. Yeah. And it's the same as what we've seen now in CrossFit with this slight change. Everyone's going, oh, yeah, there's going to be a guy who's from, you know, Uganda or even from Sri Lanka or somewhere like that. These guys are not really hotbeds of CrossFit, but because they've got an affiliate, someone's going to go to the games and they're going to be so far behind Matt Fraser. Yeah. And it's like, well, yes, they are, but that's the system. We knew the system from the start. And what impact is that one person going to have on his country? Yeah. I, I can guarantee you, I think someone from Sri Lanka, let's use Sri Lanka, has qualified for the Games this year. They're, they've now become an icon in their country. Yeah. They'll go to the Games, and it's, it seems like the Games have got it sorted out that they'll... Not weed out, but weed out the weaker people on the first two days. So then you'll get the top maybe 50 countries in the world represented yeah. after that, which is great. 
and then but he'll go back and she'll go back to their country the growth of the sport will explode yeah they'll inspire so many other people to do crossfit in their country yeah massive win all round yeah and, it is and, and, it and really it's is. the same if 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 an athlete from from our country who's come off the couch lost 50 kilos he's inspired himself she's inspired himself you know and inspired those around them and that's that's why i think it's it's is there's certain things that have been done at the moment that yeah. i don't agree with and but it's so hard to argue the roll down or the the increase in participation in CrossFit from all these different countries of the world, isn't it? Yeah, and it all comes back to personal preference on the day. I mean, yeah. I, I witnessed with you when you're doing your marathons, crossing the line at DIT and refusing the medal. Yeah, which you know is a super nice gesture of them to yeah, do to it, but you just one. weren't interested. And yeah. and it was like people were like, oh, he doesn't want a medal. It's like who cares? Like, yeah. It's it's your choice. Yeah. Like yeah, I I just let them put it around my neck and then I'll take it off quite yeah. quickly afterwards. Right. To them, it's really nice and everyone sees and you get the medal. Great. Yeah. To you, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like yeah. And and who, who cares? And some people I remember saying, oh, you know, you should just accept the medal. It's like, yeah. well, but if it doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. And yeah. So do the reason. Do participate for your reasons. Yeah. It's actually quite funny because I I have at home and I don't know where Holly's put it now, but when I was second in in the Mount Sana race. They gave me the the rock. Uh -huh. you, you got one. Mine as well. says first on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I purposely, because Holly knows I hate it, I purposely just brought it home and just left it lying around. <laughs> She's not throwing it out yet, but it means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. And I just leave it lying around. Same with the uh, same with the the medal. I brought the medal back from from Sri Lanka and, and, and I put it next to it oh, just yeah. to sort of wind her up but I didn't I noticed over the weekend they're not where they were before so maybe she's taken them but no absolutely no sort of feelings connected to them no. at all interestingly though I do have and and, and this is you know to, to be totally open the the MDS finishes medal is framed within my MDS shirt, my MDS number, and the medal, which is downstairs in the gym. Yeah. I sort of put it, I put it all together there. That's, I think, one of the, one of the only real medals I've kept over the last few years. When we won, when we won uh, Premier Rugby down in Australia in my last year there, we got a medal for that. I, I think I've kept that as well. But that, that was a big transition for you, wasn't it? When you yeah. when you went to doing ultras, yeah. MDS was your first big hit out. Yeah, it was, mate. And it had come on the back of another failure. So it was kind of... But it doesn't... I don't think I'd be super set. Like, the medal doesn't... It goes nice with the whole display case. It's got my shirt, it's got my number, and it's the only... Yeah, it's the only ultra shirt that I've ever framed. And it probably is the only one that I'll ever frame, like... Holly wants to frame my crop top from the uh, from the marathons. Yeah, you're still wearing it though, mate. So. Yeah, I know. It's because I can't afford the regular. a new one. <laughs> but uh, no, I have another one now. It's Taylor. It's Taylor Stitch, Taylor Swift. It's uh, super nice. <laughs> I think it's a super interesting topic, mate. We've we've rambled on for forty odd minutes there, and you know, hopefully, we haven't offended too many people. I think the the objective of this show was to, to sort of make people think a little bit about what motivates them, what they're doing it for. I don't think it's wrong that people are going for that medal. I do think that we're facing motivational issues amongst children and yeah. rewarding children too, too easily nowadays. And I don't mean to sound really old school on that, but I think, you know, as it was when I was young, like my dad, I remember, <laughs> I remember when I ran English schools cross country and 
I, Dad said, where did you come? And I was like, I, I came just under 200 in, in, in the whole of England. And he goes, that's not very good, is it? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Dad, it's the whole of the whole of England. Like, I yeah. said, I oh, know I'm not in the top 10 in England, but it's the whole of England. He goes, yeah, but it's not very good, right? And I, 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 I just couldn't say anything. I was just like... Yeah, you're actually you're actually right. I'm I'm pretty crap at this, and you know I think I think we're we're obviously worried for a lot of kids that that will send their motivation backwards and push them into other things, and I think that's a fine line as well. And luckily, I responded to my dad's encouragement in the way that I did. But I think it's I think what we're seeing now and the way that we have to be all inclusive. I think you can be super all inclusive, but reward kids definitely in different ways. Yeah, and and I think rewarding more within training environments. Yeah, is also going to help. So. If rewarding within training, say, you know, it can be a pat on the back, it can be a massive well done, it, it can be going and getting a, a treat, a healthy one, yeah. or having a, having a certain day somewhere because someone's trained five times in a row or yeah. has turned up and maybe encouraged someone else to come along with them, then that's awesome. And then the reward you'll get from training hard and, and, uh, and turning up and, and dedicating to it will come through results when you race anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you can just not train and show up and, yeah. get, and get rewarded for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think rewarding and, and uh, giving motivation within training is so much more important than doing it in races. And that's what's going to continue on, a, on an ongoing basis, isn't it? That's what's going to keep these kids going because the training happens every day, whereas the races are only sort of every so often. There we go, folks. That has been all about participation we obviously encourage you guys to participate and if you are like Arif does at times running for to get that medal for your child we want to encourage that but we also want you to think a little bit different we want to think about how we're encouraging kids these days but if you want to go out and get an Iron Man tattoo and that means the world for you just go and do it thanks a lot for tuning in please give us your feedback let us know what you think on any of the platforms we'll catch you next time